Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. And they are fierce. And also, a long-form discussion with former Montana and Montana State assistant coach Ty Gregorak. Hello, everybody. It is 2 Tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana. Outstanding to be with you right here from Red's Bar downtown today on our summer tour, Coulter. Here we are at the uh, mighty Reds on uh, 217 Ryman. Come on down. Get yourself a Woodmer Hefeweizen uh, on us. Put your name in the box here. We're going to be pulling tickets for a Grizzly Oregon Duck uh, uh, football game on September 14th again today. So come on down to Reds after you get off work, you're cruising around, you go downtown, come on in, stop by, say hi to us, grab some swag, and enjoy your afternoon. We are broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you want to listen on your personal device, feel free to do that. The stream available through the website, 1029ESPN.com. The stream is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank your opportunity. If you want to pick up your phone and call us, 329-1899. 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Today, we are going to go through a couple of things, actually quite a lot of things with you. The Montana-Montana women's basketball schedules uh, came out today. We will go through those. A, uh, a number of eyebrow-raising opponents on both uh, fronts for both of these teams, so we'll go through that. We will also hear in about 30 minutes from Kane Ione, new defensive coordinator for the Montana State Bobcats, obviously a former coach and great player for the Cats, and he is back as the D.C. for Jeff Choate. So uh, some his sort of introductory, pre- not introductory press conference, but first uh, time talking now that camp has begun, uh, so we'll hear from him here in a little bit as well. We will also talk a little bit further about Montana against Montana State, not against, but overlay Montana Montana State 
uh, from uh, 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 sort of a methodology and philosophy standpoint in uh, as far as coaches go. And then in continuing with the coaching theme, we will hear from Ty Gregorek at the top of the hour as our Paradise Falls roundtable rolls on this Thursday. Ty Gregorek joining us uh, last week, and, and uh, we were not in studio Thursday last week, so we're going to play that for you here uh, today. A really interesting, I think, uh, uh, discussion with him. And, yes, the preseason is here. We are like an hour away from the kickoff, Coulter. I got goosebumps all over myself. I'm excited and thrilled about football finally happening. So we'll get to all of that stuff today. Tons of stuff to give away. If you're out and about, come down to Reds. Come say hi to us. Coulter, how are we doing over there? You good? Well, you know, when you hit up the spin class early and then it's hot like this, you just pretty mm. much never stop sweating. But that gig, I guess that's what they tell me. That's the point, right? So That's the point. These, uh, the sweat cycle's doing well. But remember, I mentioned it yesterday. Remember, they're having their spin-a-thon on Saturday for from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. down at the sweatshop, uh, raising money for Missoula Youth Homes. So it should be a good cause out front of the sweatshop downtown Missoula. So go check them out. That'll be a fun time. But I'm doing well. I am uh, I am excited for the weekend, playing in a little golf tournament tomorrow. Yeah, so I will be out, out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're you were repaying evil for evil. Well, Is that true. what's going I mean, on? That's I got, what I got, good it, I got invited by one of my Skyline investors, and he said, it's on me. And I said, well, free golf, and I got to go to Bozeman to cover the scrimmage on Saturday anyways. So might as well do it a day Take early. the day off and go do the thing so, and leave uh, me to my lonesome tomorrow. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, the cat scrimmage on Saturday is closed. But they do have a scrimmage. The Grizz do not have a scheduled scrimmage. But I, a part of me thinks that they certainly are going to have some form of team competition Play, yeah, that uh, yeah. just none of us are allowed to watch. Yeah. But uh, kind of the way of the world as it is now. But you know, I, I've uh, I've turned the corner since my since my pouting fit yesterday. Thank you for bringing me back around. That's uh, right. That's I'm what ex- I had I'm to excited do. For, excited for football. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a ton of football, almost exclusively football today, but ironically here on the first day of the preseason and the first week of fall camp, we are going to start with college basketball because the schedules were announced today for the University of Montana men's and women's basketball teams. And uh, Coulter, let's start with the uh, the men's teams. And You know, we, we always talk about how interesting the scheduling is because it is largely up to the coaches uh, to go make their schedule how they want to make it for men's basketball. And so uh, (laughs) Travis DeCure has not shorted himself on this one uh, by any stretch. All of the home games, with the exception of North Dakota, are against um, par and subpar opponents. Let's put it like that. Montana State Northern, Montana Tech, Texas Southern, and Compton State coming to Missoula in the non-conference schedule against North Dakota. But here in order is the complete road schedule in the non-conference that Travis Secure put together for his Montana Grizzly basketball team. Starting on Wednesday, November 6th, Stanford, then Arkansas, then the University of Washington, then New Mexico, then Oregon, and finally Omaha in Omaha, Nebraska on December 21st to uh, finish off before that Christmas break and the start of Big Sky Conference play, which is the 28th at home against Northern Arizona and then the 30th against Sac State. So that is how the the thing sets up. You talk about four, uh, excuse me, yeah, four teams from Power 5 conferences and New Mexico, who has been a traditional powerhouse. I mean, certainly. a powerhouse of sorts, certainly uh, some years in uh, in men's basketball. And Omaha, pretty good, too. That's, a, that's murderer's row. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I, I, like, I like the Power 5s that they're playing, though, because they are regionally relevant uh, you know and, and Travis DeCure has some crossover there with Stanford he was not at Stanford he was at Cal 
but he has familiarity with the Pac-12, having coached in the Pac-12. Obviously, Stanford and Cal are rivals right next to each other. There's also the Mike Montgomery ties to Stanford because Mike Montgomery was at Stanford before he was at Cal. Sure. Uh, University of Washington is a great regional game also because Montana recruits the Seattle-Tacoma area so heavily and so prevalently. Uh, and Oregon, I mean, that new arena Oregon has is next level. I mean, that's Matthew Knight Arena is a spectacular place to play, so that'll be uh, a cool experience for how about, Montana. How about the, the, the football team and the basketball team playing at Eugene this year? Huh? No, Pretty no impressive. Doubt. I mean, it's it's an easier trip than a lot of the trips that are in Montana's league, which is the craziest part about it, right? right? Like, just get over to Eugene is nothing compared to, like, getting down to uh, Cedar City, Utah. Absolutely. Flagstaff, Arizona. So, um, no, and, and then you mentioned New Mexico. I mean, New Mexico has been uh, pretty darn good. I mean, they, they have won the Mountain West four times this decade. Well, you know, let, they, let they've me been tell you, the, tournament, so the I mean, Lobos, okay, of New Mexico, uh, who, by the way, the New Mexico State Aggies have really come a long ways, too, in their totally. own right, but... The state of New Mexico, make no mistakes, it's a basketball state. Totally. That's what they are into. And the pit in Albuquerque has long been one of the venues often of the regional uh, you know, portions of the, of the NC2A tournament and is very well attended. And people in, in Albuquerque and in New Mexico in general love their basketball and love the University of New Mexico and spend a lot of time and resources. I mean, who is most recently the, 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 the UCLA basketball coach? I forget. The, Steve Lavin. Steve, no, no, no. Uh, Steve Alfred. Alfred. Lavin was the UCLA coach. He was. But Alfred, he came from New Mexico. I mean, that's right. where he was before. They they uh, put their resources, clearly not into football, into basketball. And, and that is a, a really – and a great place to play. I mean, the pit is a, you know – a, a, a renowned venue for college totally. basketball in America. So you add that to the list with Stanford and Arkansas, who was a top 25 team last year as well, really coming up. And uh, and then Washington, of course, as we know how good that they have been in the Ducks. I mean, that's an unbelievable stretch. And, yeah, you get yourself, you know, paid, right? You get the, the, the money side of that is significant. But Coach DeCure has been consistent in this, you know, claiming he wants to play all the competition that's out there for his guys. I think this is a little unique, though, because it's unclear who his guys are this year, right? right. And so this is this is a new group. It's not, you know, a veteran-laden bunch that you know, you know, has, has seen some things in the fire and is going to be able to deal with this. You go out there and you start posting some L's, which, you know, is likely and even expected to happen. Uh, you know, you got to – I guess that's why you come back with the Coppin States and the Texan Southerns of the world and your home schedule. I'm going to be so fascinated to see if the, if this hardens a, the young Grizz team. And, and there's, a, there's a certain dynamic here where the fact that Montana doesn't have the veterans it had the last couple of years, doesn't have the – array of Pac-12 drop-downs mm -hmm. that it's had. Mm -hmm. I actually think that, while I don't think the Grizz are going to necessarily be better than they have been the last couple of years, it's pretty hard to be better than the best two-year stretch in school history. Right. But when Montana was playing these Power 5 games the last two years with, with a Power 5 level backcourt and Power 5 level players, there was a certain amount of pressure on the Grizz. They, mm. don't, they never could be the underdog because everybody looked at them like, oh, it's Montana, but they got a point guard who started at Oregon, and they got a, a shooting guard who started at Washington. You know, they, they had multiple guys who played in Pac-12 games. Right. So I think both internally and externally, there's a lot of pressure on the Grizz. You know, why can't you just go beat Old Miss? Why can't you just go win these games? Now that pressure's not – it's just going to be, oh, we're just going out there. We're, you know, we're expected to lose. 
which actually might ironically help them have a better chance to win. The, I, I understand what you're saying, and that's true. But the other thing is, all of these teams are better than Ole Miss. You know, I mean, totally. uh, even Arkansas, and, and I don't know where Stanford is exactly right now, but Washington has been the best team in the Pac-12. I know the Pac-12 has been down. Oregon won the Pac-12 tournament against Washington right. last year, and you know that they're, you know, they're, they just go and reload, you know, all the time. So those, these are all top 25 teams in the country. It's not merely teams that are in Power 5 conferences. These are the, I mean, this is the cream of the Pac-12 right now that you're playing in Washington and Oregon. And and that is, you know, it you know, would be tough enough if it was Colorado. But it's, you know, it's, it's you're, you're taking everybody on here. And I also think that there was, there was such an element of pressure around everything about the Grizz last year. I mean, we were talking over under 30 wins yeah. coming into the year. And that was just unrealistic. Yeah. And the fact is that they actually even flirted with it. They got to 27. So, you know, it, it was, I just think that last year, everything about that season was so trying mm-hmm. for Montana. Yes. This to me, this is a schedule, a non-conference schedule, where the Grizz are almost certainly going to take their lumps. But it's not going to be a failure to meet expectations like it has been spun the last couple mm-hmm. years. You know, like last year, they, the Grizz had a crescendo at the end when they beat South Dakota State coming into conference play. That was a great win at South Dakota State. I think they snapped the third longest home win streak in the country. But, you know, think about We watched the Creighton game, and they were hanging with the with the Creighton, and then Creighton just blew them out of the gym. And it, it just left you with this feeling like, wow, that was disappointing because yeah. I thought Montana yes. was going to compete. Yes. Well, now if you get blown out of the gym by Oregon, which I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen, but if you do, you just say, hey, boys, let's keep getting better. But I actually think you have a chance to use it as a way to improve heading into conference play. And then then the hard games, I mean, when you're playing the hard games under the premise that you might have a chance to win them and you're trying to really play your, set your way into a 12 or 11 seed like last year's Grizz team was, that comes with so much pressure. Now they just have a chance to just go play these games, have nothing to lose. If they lose them, we're just going to try to get better. And this is going to be a young team. I'm just I'm interested to see because I think at least two and maybe three true freshmen will play for the Grizz next year. Yeah, I think Josh Vasquez is, is lights out. I think he's a really really good player who's gotten better. I think uh, DJ Carter is I mean, what Travis Dekir said when they signed DJ Carter is coming to fruition full force. He said we're signing this kid and he just turned 16. By the time he is 20, he's going to have been in our program for multiple years and he's going to be a late bloomer. Well, the kid's already grown two inches since they signed him, and it's all coming to fruition, and I expect him to challenge to play, too. And who knows about Kyle Owens? Maybe. Maybe he gets into the lineup, too, but I do think those first two guys are going to challenge to play. And playing in these kind of environments, then all of a sudden, when you go to Southern Utah, it doesn't seem like much anything. Your first yeah. Big Sky Conference road games at Southern Utah and Northern Colorado, all right, well, we already played at Washington and Oregon. Well, and that can, that can be... A little bit of a of a of a of a landmine in itself, sure. right? All of a sudden, you know, you've been playing at Oregon at Stanford, and now you go and there's 150 people in the gym, and you got to figure out a way to get up for it. Uh, you know, that certainly is part of it. Do you feel like I feel? To tell Nuwana is 1029 ESPN Radio down at Red's Bar. Come on down, have yourself a hayfavize, and sign up for Grizzly Oregon Duck football tickets, which we will be giving away here in about 20 minutes. Coulter, some people like the Clark Fork, some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls, I love Rainbows, and I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it, and now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay 
hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the, the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services, anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, San Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site, or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. Do you feel like I feel, though, Coulter, where, I mean, a lot of the two years ago, if you looked at the first, second, and third team all-conference players in the big sky, like nine of those 15 guys came back. Right. This year, almost none of them are returning. I mean, Jarek Harding at Weber State, and there's a couple others, but you lost a ton of talent across the conference this past year. No doubt. And so it's a big question mark at a lot of places, yep. but it's certainly a question mark at the University of Montana, you know, outside of, you know, a couple of guys, like, you know, Timmy Falls and, 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 and uh, uh, you know, a couple other guys who, you know, you presume are going to be there. But it still feels like they're the presumptive, like, you know, Big Sky Conference, you know, favorites coming into this thing, and a lot of that goes straight to the head coach, right? There, it's like for sure. Until he doesn't do it, he's doing it. That's Travis DeCure and the talent that he's continued to cultivate. But this is a wide open. I mean, why should we think? I mean, I don't, I don't sit here and expect Montana to be bad, but I, I don't know anything about the, what the Grizzlies are going to be or anybody else for that matter. So why, why do we have this feeling like, oh yeah, it's Montana's? you know, conference to win. Well, I think first and foremost is because of the strides Saeed Bridget made last year. I yeah, mean, to, to lose, yeah, I said Saeed, of course. I mean, yes. to, lose, to lose Jamar Coe and Bobby Moorhead and Ahmad Rory and Michael Aguine, and then to still have the guy who, I mean, let's be clear. I think Jarek Harding will probably be voted the preseason MVP in the Big Sky Conference. I think him or Harold Frey will get the majority of the votes. Harold Frey, Montana State's point guard. Yeah. But I think that Saeed Pridget, if this makes sense, is actually the favorite for the MVP in the Big Sky Conference. Sure. Because they're going to run their offense through him. I mean, Saeed Pridget was their, their their go-to scorer a lot of, in a lot of games last year, even with playing with two 1,500-point scorers in the backcourt and, for half the year at least, the most dominant big man in the league. And so I think that when it's Saeed Pridget's show, I mean, he's a 20-point-per-game guy, I think, right. because of the the level that he plays at. And then I also think what you said is a great point. I mean, look around the league. Marcus Graves is gone. Jordan Davis, Marcus Graves from Sac State is yep. gone. Jordan Davis from Northern Colorado is gone. Tyler uh, Hall. Several, several players from Eastern Washington, including you know, Jesse Hunt, who was great last year, gone. They still have Mason Peetland, I, who I think will be a, a good player in Eastern Washington. I think but Eastern's pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, Portland State still has Hall and Woods. Idaho, it's got nobody. I mean, they got there's more there's more players in they don't Idaho. Even have a coach. I mean, they got they got more players in the transfer portal than any other school in the league. I think all the schools combined have as many players in the transfer portal as Idaho's got. They got nine players in the transfer portal. So who knows what they got? Idaho State. I mean, Ryan Looney's recruiting from from not even just sea to shining sea. He's recruiting from the North Pole to the South Pole, all the way around the globe, both the hemispheres. I mean, they have the world's random rosters I've ever seen. Idaho State. They have like eleven new players. Almost every single one of them is an international guy. So who knows what they're going to be with a new head coach there, too. Northern Colorado, though, they have Hume back, yeah, yeah, right? Brody and Hume, yep. Very good. 
And, uh, but North Colorado's whole system is based on the high. They want to have the highest usage rate guard in the country. They want to have a guy who plays James Harden style basketball and is the guy that's just going to average 25 points per game. Mm-hmm. They had Andre Spite. They had Jordan Davis. Who's the next guy? I'm not sure. Jeff Linder was in the mix for a bunch of jobs uh, in the offseason. How much is that a distraction? Who knows? But I think that it is, you know, Montana lost so much, but the premise remains that Travis DeCure is the premier coach in the league. He's the premier recruiter in the league, certainly. He is among the premier coaches in the league. I think you have to give Randy Ray his, his fair course. shake in that argument. And Shante Leggins is an up-and-comer. But Travis DeCure is among the premier coaches in the league, but he's absolutely the don when it comes to recruiting. The talent that he brings in is, is second to none. It, putting that, those pieces together is the, is the challenge for the Grizzlies. But, you know, you look at well, who they lost, but then they bring in a guy like Jared Samuelson, who I thought was great as a freshman, and then he's just ripped the Frontier Conference apart the last couple yep. of years. And, you know, who knows if he's going to average 18 and 10 like he did at, at Rocky. Probably not, but he's going to be a guy that can get you a bucket on the block all day long. Tim yep. Falls could take the next step. Kendall Manuel is back. I mean, they have, they have proven dudes even though they lost so much. Stanford, Fayetteville, Seattle, Albuquerque, Eugene, Omaha. It's a pretty, that's as stout a road schedule as I have seen this team play. Not just in terms of, they've played three and four Power Five teams before, but they've also had some road games that were, you know, whether it was against North Dakota State or against, you know, something of a like opponent. There's none of that here, including Omaha. And that doesn't mean that, you know, these is going to be six losses for Montana necessarily, but it's certainly going to be a, 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 a tough uh, hurdle to clear on all of that. The the one game that is like a you know a like opponent is North Dakota, who's coming right. to Missoula uh, in the non-conference schedule on December the sixth, and so that will be I think a really one look at you know to see how how Montana can stack up against another team that you know is in in their sort of same uh, uh, cast as far as it goes, their same tier. On the women's side, Coulter, unbelievable. The Lady Grizz, they open. Now, they have their Mizzou, their, their maroon uh, silver scrimmage, but they have six consecutive home games to start the season from October 25th through the November 24th, and that November 24th, that's a doozy. Arizona coming to Missoula, I mean, come Montana. On now. Arizona's women's basketball program has struggled mightily in the last couple yep. of years, but... It's almost unprecedented to get a Pac-12 opponent to come to Missoula this day and age. Right. They got Kentucky. Montana got Kentucky. Lady Grizz did to come to Missoula two years ago. But that was part of Kentucky's West Coast swing because they were going to play Gonzaga and Oregon. So Montana basically just got in and said, hey, why don't you just stop here and play us real quick too? So that was a little bit more of a circumstantial thing. But to get Arizona to come to Missoula, that's a that's a big-time game. And yeah. then you look at the rest of the schedule – there's a lot of uh, this is this is a schedule conducive to success, and yes. I think that uh, you know I think that the fact that Shannon Swain signed a one-year extension this off-season means that this is a pivotal year for the Montana women's basketball program. Shannon Swain and the and Lady Grizz are going to have to perform if she wants to maintain her role as the head coach. But this is a schedule that sets you up for success because you know Fresno State, it's a Mountain West team, but that's a, that's a game at home. And if you want, it's a good win. But yep. but it, it, it's a winnable game. Grand Canyon, that's a brand-new program. They've only been Division One for a couple years. I think Montana actually won down at Grand Canyon a couple years ago. So you can get there. You can get that one. You know, Arizona, who knows, but they've been not get very good. And then you talk about the Cal State Fullerton tournament, a couple like opponents there with Santa Clara and Cal State Fullerton. You got Utah, you're at Utah Valley. You're at South Dakota. South Dakota's dynamite. South Dakota has been 
absolutely awesome in women's basketball the last couple of years. I think they won 29 games last year. I think they were, I think they were an 11 seed even. They, they were a high seed for sure uh, for a mid-major squad in um, on the in the women's big dance. And we got MSU Billings at home, which I think is a great cap to the non-conference because MSU Billings has been an elite Division II school that has a ton of Montana girls on it, mm-hmm. but it's also a D2 game, so you can go play a game against a team that you know is going to be well-coached, that's going to give you a good shot, but then it's a game that you're absolutely supposed to and likely going yeah. to win, yeah. but you got a bunch of Montana girls playing in it too, and then you kick off the conference schedule. So uh, to me, this is uh, this Lady Grizz team, for the first time since Shannon Schwain took over, they actually have a lot back. They have they have some veteran players. It's not just going to be the one senior. It's not going to just be the uh, a team that is ridden with is just riddled with injuries. Right, I right. mean, uh, you know, knock on wood because they've had the worst luck of any totally. team I've ever seen. But when you talk about you returning Gabby Harrington, you're returning Mackenzie Johnson. You, you know, you're returning uh, Sophia Styles, possibly right, being healthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taylor Gogoski. I mean, you have multiple veteran players who've played a ton of basketball. So, it, 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 and the other thing is, you know, you, you made the comment about the, the men's league losing so many premier players. I mean, the women's league, are you kidding me? The women's league loses right. several of Everybody. the greatest players in the history yeah. of the league. I yeah. mean, no more Splash Sisters at Idaho. No more Savannah Smith yeah. at Northern Colorado. You know, no more Violet Capri Moro at Eastern Washington. I mean, the, the first team all league is gone. Yeah. And so that I think that sets Montana up to maybe have some success too. But, I, I mean, I think that there's going to be high expectations for this Lady Grizz basketball team. I think that it's a you got to win 20 games and you got to get one of, the, one of the four top seeds in the Big Sky Tournament, and you have to win a couple tournament games. If not, you know, advance to the championship or go to the big dance if you want the program to stay as it is. But the schedule to me, especially the non-conference, sets Montana up to do that. Stutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are at Red's Bar, and you know what? If you can tell, we're not alone. Hey, we're coming on down here. So get on down here yourselves. Get yourself a, a Widmer Hefeweizen. I think we still got a couple of free ones for I the people, we do, right, yeah. Yeah. So we can uh, hook you up with that. You get yourself in the uh, box here to go to the Oregon Duck Montana football game. We'll be pulling for a pair of tickets uh, that here in the next 15 to 20 minutes. Next, we're going to hear from Kane Ione, the uh, new defensive coordinator at Montana State. He's going to a couple of comments talking about the team that he's got there and the culture at Montana State as he's experiencing it. So pretty unique perspective from him. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Right now, though, want to hook the people up. I mean, that's what we're doing around here, right? Just giving it all away. Phillipsburg Music Festival is August 17th. It's coming up next week. It's a fundraiser both for the GSA and for the Peaberg Rotary Club. They got a huge silent auction. I mean, the, the, the number of items on the silent auction are just is almost exhaustive, including four tons of alfalfa hay if you're in the market. That's my favorite. <laughs> that, 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 would, that would kill me. I would die. <laughs> You're allergic to all of that. that. But uh, uh, going to be a great day of fun from noon to 7 on August the 17th with uh, multiple bands, a bunch of food, everything that you want down there. A great day, a great way to spend the day down there in Phillipsburg. we got two tickets for you right now, 329-1899, 329-1899. You want a pair of tickets to uh, the Phillipsburg Music Festival, August 17th. You call right now. We'll be back with k on right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. I mean, who doesn't like Incubus? Are you kidding me? Tom, Tommy is uh, Tommy's like we need a, we need like a a new segment on the trail. The miseducation of Tommy the Evans, mis- and we need to re-educate him. He gets it so right in so many ways, uh-huh. and then has a couple just glaring blind spots. It's just because he hasn't listened to it enough. Like right. Incubus is just dope. Tommy would love him if you just listened to it. Well, I've been listening to Fear Inoculum on a loop all day long. I Thank saw that. I much. heard that. Yeah. Released yesterday, one song, 10 minutes long. Already over 3 million listens on YouTube. Oh, man. Pretty what good. A world. Pretty good. Most of those by me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it is Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from Red's Bar today, down at Red's Bar, 217 Ryman. Hey, come down, hang out. The NFL preseason is about to kick off. They are replaying, are you ready, the Idaho-Montana State football game from uh, from Bobcat Stadium from last year, which is amazing. Which was and the weirdest game I covered last year. Montana State won that game 24-23, thanks yes. to a botched extra point by Idaho. Yes. But it was, it was the least competitive one-point game I've ever watched in my life. Idaho sat on the clock. And they had the ball for 46 minutes in that game and still lost. Well, Montana State, they should have blown them out, but they couldn't because Troy Anderson scored two different 70-yard touchdowns, and then Idaho would have the ball for 10 minutes at a time. That was a very tough pill for for, for Paul Petrino to swallow, I know, because he was he had that one circled uh, with a bit of a homecoming, and it did not go his way. Uh, and it's up now, and you can watch it at Reds if you would like to, along with some golf and everything else. It's great here going on. Uh, we are broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Speaking of Montana State, Coulter, uh, Kane Ione had a, uh, an opportunity to talk to the media, the brand-new defensive coordinator at Montana State. Now, this is not the introductory press conference, but this is the press conference, the, the, the first opportunity he has to talk now that fall camp has commenced. And, you know, set this up because it's a really interesting deal. Obviously, Ken Ion, you know, a, a spectacular Hall of Fame type of player for Montana State. He is a coach for the Bobcats for a while. Then for, goes for, uh, forever. For, yeah, for a long time. And then goes and goes to uh, uh, Washington and is on Chris Peterson's staff, which, of course, uh, Jeff Choate was on as well, and now returns at his highest capacity that he's ever been as a coach, as the defensive coordinator. So he's back in a familiar place, but in a new position. And with things lined up to be very successful for him when you talk about the personnel that he's got, which you'll hear from him in a moment, but sort of an interesting deal with Ty Gregorak, who, again, we'll hear from in about a half an hour, uh, you know, effectively released uh, uh, from Montana State and Kane Ione brought in and on one hand it's a great situation on another hand there's some pressure with that now because the expectations particularly defensively very high for the Bobcats right now yeah no doubt I mean Kane Ione like you said one of the all-time greatest Bobcats of all time a four-time All-American the only four-time All-American in program history Uh, a guy that 
was really on the forefront of riding the ship for Montana State. Montana State's football program was in a state of disarray and it was not a, a respected program late 80s all through the 1990s. They were tough, but they weren't good. And, you know, the streak ensued, 16 straight losses to Montana. McCain Ione was a junior All-American on that team that beat Montana for the first time in 16, 17 tries in 2002. And, you know, then he was the Big Side Conference Defensive Player of the Year 2003. And then he started his coaching career. He was at Montana State from 2005 through 2017. And coached linebackers and then was the defensive coordinator for a year. But that was a weird situation. I know that there's been a lot of people that have said, you know, Kane's one and only years the D.C. was a disastrous situation. There's a lot more to the story. Jamie Marshall, the, uh, the defensive coordinator under Rob Ash for eight seasons, he got an FBS job that then fell through. So Kane Ione was promoted to D.C. when Jamie Marshall was on his way out. And then that job fell through, so Jamie Marshall came back. And Rob Ash scrambled, and he didn't want to you know, let go of a guy who he had coached and then worked with for almost two decades. So he kept Jamie Marshall, and then they were co-defensive coordinators, and it just didn't work. Too many cooks in the kitchen. No doubt, and it just didn't work. And it's interesting because Ty Gregorak is a great DC, but he was they were not run, they have not been run, running Ty Gregorak's at least what he had has his, as his scheme at Montana right. at Montana State. They've been running the Pete Kwiatkowski, Jimmy Lake, Chris Peterson defense that University of Washington runs. Well, now Kane Ion goes over there to University of Washington as a defensive analyst. And all he does is study football. He has no recruiting responsibilities. He doesn't have to run player meetings. He doesn't have to do any sort of coaching. All he's doing is studying football. And Kane's a really, really sharp guy. And he's always had an incredibly high football IQ. So to get to go to basically what amounts to graduate school for football coaching, I think that's nothing but beneficial to him. And then you talk about him coming back and having the guys that he has now. Handling your expectations is going to be the biggest thing for the Bobcat defense because truly when you look at their front four, Physically, just physically, I've never seen a front four like like a, a front, call it a front five when you're playing Troy Anderson at Sam linebacker right on the edge. Like uh, I've never seen a front five that looks like that at the FBS level. There is nobody in the Big Sky that looks like Bryce Sturck. There is nobody in the Big Sky that looks like Jason Scribbles, their new D tackle. I mean, Jason Scribbles is six foot seven, three hundred pounds. He is lean at three hundred. Long arms. I mean, he's like David Shaw, but not as much girth. Way way more length, which is incredible to say because David Shaw was one of the most massive humans we ever saw yes. playing on the D-line of the, for the Grizz the last right. couple of years. And then you talk about being able to move Derek Marks to three-tech and play him on the inside. That's going to be a matchup nightmare for people. Uh, and then you talk about you know Chase Benson, what kind of strides can he make? But then you talk about Amandre Williams. Amandre Williams has been so good in spring and the first couple practices of fall camp that they have moved Bryce Sturck from the buck position, which he is perfectly suited for, to the other end. That's how much they think of Amandre Williams. So those five guys, plus then the best safety pair in the conference with Braden Conkle and Jacque Allen, it gives Montana State a ton of dudes and a ton of options. But, like we were talking about last night when we were driving around, I've heard from so many people, including Bobcat fans, that say, well, you know, we're just going to pitch a shutout every single game. And it's like, that's not what college football is. College football is about getting guys in space, having people make mistakes. The best defenses ever are going to give up 15, 17, 20 points a game. I mean, you're going to give up two to three scores. You just are because you're just going to have a missed tackle and then the guy's gone because that's just the way that college football offenses work. Well, but and, and, and again, it's not even about, it's not even about the ability total of these guys. It's about being in the right position, right. about the reads, and also about the offensive coordinators who, as you said yesterday, I mean, they're, they're, 
they exist merely to make kids make mess up. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what they're there to do, and the good coordinators are going to be able to do it. So you can be as big and as fast as you want to be, but if you're running the wrong direction, it's out the gate and, and, and it's for six. You know what I mean? So all of that stuff has to come together, and certainly – uh, you would think that Montana State, not just f- physically speaking, but also uh, from an experience standpoint, is as prepared to be as good defensively as you can. But that's not 10 points a game. That's 20 points a game. If, they, if a team in this day and age, with as many plays as are being run in a football game now, holds a team to 20 points, that is stunning. I mean, as an average, you know what I mean? That's amazing. Sure, you can do it a game here, a game there. But if that's the number, and it, by the way, I don't even expect that necessarily. Uh, we'll see, but I mean, low 20s, sure. You know, 23, 24 points. If you can do that, you've done your job and then some as a defense. Totally, and so much more of it is just situational football, too, is getting off the field on third downs. I mean, Montana State, I mean, they had the league leader in picks in Jack Way Allen last year. Munchie Fowler had three picks. I mean, they had, they had a ton of interceptions. They had the league leader in sacks in Bryce Sturk, yet they were still 10th in third down right. efficiency. Right. That's what Jeff Choate said all offseason. He said, hey, you can spice the stats whatever way you want. If we're not getting off the field on third downs, that's the thing that matters more than anything else in college football this day and age. Well, here we go. We got just a couple of minutes quickly for you from Kane Ione to get a little feel for him and what he's thinking is uh, he is the new defensive coordinator and has had finally a chance to get on the field and see his guys perform. Kane Ione from this week from practice. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Obviously, it's uh, memories start to flood back in as you step foot in that, in that stadium. Um, stadium's a little bit different every year as I come back, uh, and um, now it's it's a great feeling. But it's still business. When it's all said and done, it's still about getting out there and, and coaching these guys up and you push all that stuff, all the nostalgia behind as soon as you step between the lines because it's about business from that point on. What, what differences do you see just in the program in general, you know, compared to 2016? It's drastic. It is absolutely drastic. And that's what's so cool about just transitioning from the University of Washington and the culture that they have built there with Coach Peterson and that staff, an amazing job they've done there. Um, Coach Cho's vision when I left here in 2016 is very similar to what they have established there at the University of Washington. And now coming back, you can just tell the culture has completely flipped and changed in the right direction. This is a player-run locker room. Those guys over the course of the summer did an amazing job as far as leadership and setting standards for all the guys. Uh, and you can just see it within how we go about practice every single day, how these guys come prepared for meetings. I mean, it's just a, a drastic flip as far as the culture is concerned. It's, it's, it's awesome to see you a part of. From a personnel standpoint, some of the best athletes in the league play about getting the decision. What do you think of just the pieces you have at all three mm-hmm. levels? Mm-hmm. I walked into a very good situation. <laughs> I mean, I'm very fortunate in that regard where I, I walk back to or come back and I've got five returning stars and there are five seniors in the back end. Um, two of which are, are really three of which are all conference caliber players. And we've got a host of guys behind them that are hungry to be all conference caliber players. Up front is one of the better looking guys, uh, fronts that I've seen since I've been around Montana State in a long time. As far as the talent level, uh, athletic ability, physicality, just how we look when we come off the bus in general. Uh, we've got some guys that look damn good when we get off the bus, and that's, that's awesome. Um, and at the mid-level, the linebacker core, same thing. That is a very deep, talented group. That's going to be a fun competition to watch through all fall camp. So personnel-wise, the pieces are there. Uh, and so it's our job as coaches, as a defensive staff, to put the pieces in the right place. Obviously, as an alum, 
from Montana State, I take pride in, in the fact that this is Montana State. This is Bobcat football. This is Bob, our Bobcat football family. And we take pride in that. And granted, yes, um, are there things that we have used from the University of Washington are, that are helping us as far as uh, schematically or little things that they may be doing? But Coach Cho, when he came here, this is, has always been his deal. This has never been about the University of Washington. This has always been about MSU, the Bobcats, and riding for this brand. And that message has been very clear since 2016. And regardless of, yes, because guys are familiar with the culture at the University of Washington, because of their similarities and how they do things, how we do things, that just helps with their transition. It helped with obviously my transition going from here to there and now back, but it is still all about Montana State and the Bobcat family. So there you go, Kane Ione talking about Montana State football and being the uh, new defensive coordinator over there, riding for the brand, doing the thing for the Bobcats. And you've talked about this before, Coulter, because he's not the only one of former Montana State players yeah. who have a story to tell. And we asked Jeff about this directly at the uh, Bay State Conference, and he, he, he couldn't overstate how important it was to him to have guys who have that history, that success, and the path uh, through the doors, through uh, Bobcat Stadium, uh, into a, a football life, and how important that is in recruiting and just in, like as Kane talked about, being uh, uh, riding for the brand, being uh, a Bobcats all in. There's very few programs in the country, period, any level, where the reverence for former players and the history is so continuous like they are at Montana and Montana State. I mm. think that's what makes the program so special. All the, all the football powerhouses, everybody remembers the great teams and the great players, but you can find thousands of Bobcat fans that remember all the best players on all the bad Bobcat teams. You, right. can, find, you can find all sorts of Grizz fans that remember all the good players on, you know, the Grizz when they were struggling in the 70s. You know, the guys are just remembered with so much reverence. There's such a respect for history. And then I also think that it's so rare to be able to get former players who are elite players to then become coaches and stay at your institution. I mean, look at Dabo Sweeney. He's coaching at Clemson even though he went to Alabama. You know, and we see that all across the FBS where guys are coaching at places that are maybe even rivals of where they played. In, in, at Montana State, it's, it's just such an interesting dynamic because you it's not just that they have former players, because that's not uncommon, especially guys that are starting out their coaching careers just being position coaches. But you're talking about arguably the greatest quarterback in Montana State history in Daenerys, Daenerys McGee. Travis Lue, Kelly Bradley, those guys that have something to say about that. But in terms of numbers, Daenerys McGee is the best. In terms of wins, Daenerys McGee is the best. You got a three-time All-American linebacker in Bobby Daly who's uh, – a legacy guy whose dad was a captain for the Bobcats, whose brother Brad was a Buck Buchanan Award winner, but in his own right was a phenomenal player and a three-time All-American. you got Kane Ione. Everybody about Montana State will tell you that Sonny Holland is the greatest Bobcat of all time. Sonny Holland will tell you that Kane Ione is the greatest Bobcat of all time. Mm. Comes with some punch when the guy who has a statue in front of the stadium says, you're the one that's the best. I mean, Kane Ione is such a young man still. That's why it's, so, it's sort of crazy, the, the level of reverence that he has been able to attain. But it's because he's been so ingrained in the program for so long. And I think that, as we both know, in every element of your life, you have to leave to be able to come home. And Kane never left, and now he did. Mm -hmm. And I've known Kane for a long time, both professionally and personally. You know, covering the Cats now for, this is my 10th season covering the Cats. 
And Kane's been there for all but the, the last two. Right. But we also have played a lot of intramural and city league sports together. I mean, we were on the same city league basketball team for a couple of years, so I know Kane. And you always hear the cliche of when you get married and have a kid, that's just gonna, it's going to fundamentally change who you are as a man. And I obviously have not experienced this in my life, but I have seen it happen to multiple people, yourself, my brother, and now Kane. And I can just tell, just in the three interactions I've had with Kane since he's been back, that he is totally different. He does have a totally different mindset. You know, he had a great moment with his daughter at the end of last Saturday's practice. His daughter's 14 months old. She jogged onto the field for the first time, and he just, he just lit up. He was just beaming with joy. And it was just a totally different Kane I own than I ever seen before. And I think that, that it just gives you a whole different purpose in life. So that elevated maturity combined with the fact that he just basically went to graduate school for football, I think, I think it has a chance to – and I, I also think that, quite honestly, I think that Kane I own just fits – Jeff Choate better than Ty Gregorak. Choate said it day one when he hired Ty Gregorak. He said, it's going to be tough to put two sticks of dynamite in one hole. <laughs> and make no mistake, like, like on game day, right? especially on a Cat Grizz game day. Oh, uh, well, look out. I mean, those two guys, they're, if the docs checked their blood pressure on those days, they'd say, you need to go to the hospital right now because yeah. those guys are over the top. They're yeah. boiling so hard. But on the day-to-day -day interaction, I think that there was a lot of button heads. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it happens on college football staffs right. across the country. Right. But I do think that Kane Iona, I think he just fits into what Jeff Choate wants a little bit better than maybe what Ty Gregorak said. And, Kane, and Jeff said that on last weekend. He said the coordinator situation right now is better than it's ever been. So we'll see how it, how it plays out. It is Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are at Red's Bar downtown, 217 Ryman Street. Come on down, say hello, have yourself a Widmer Hefeweizen on tap on the house. Uh, well, not on the house, on Widmer. That's nice. That's right. That's that house. You ain't paying. And that's right. And, uh, and uh, also, we're going to pick ticket winner for the Oregon Duck Grizzly football game right after this. Stick around with us. We'll be back in a flash. Tutel Nuanas from Red's Bar next. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Let's send somebody to Eugene for a grizzly 
Duck football game. I can't wait, man. I'm so fired up right now. We're like 10 minutes from the start of the preseason. I don't count the Hall of Fame game. You know what I mean? That's different. We got a full slate of football tonight. I'm into it. You're going to watch every second of it. Every second. Starting with Jets-Giants. Getting into, uh, what's the game? Oh, it's the Cardinals and somebody after that. And then, you know, NFL Network, dude. They just start back to back to back running these things. I can't wait. Browns, Redskins, that's the one I'm into. You're loving the hard knocks. That's the one I'm, oh, dude. Who is, who doesn't love hard knocks? Hard knocks one of the greatest shows on television, period. Regardless of genre, it is unbelievable. Two Tell New One is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great to be with all of you. We are at Red's Bar. You can come down, hang out with us, grab yourself a beverage, grab yourself a uh, koozie. We got some swag out here for the people. And uh, it is time to uh, see about sending somebody down to the Oregon Duck Montana Grizzly football game. We are broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. Okay, Coulter, now this is a full box, I must say. So let me just give this a little shake here, and we're going to get here, and we're going to open this thing up. Now who's going to take, who's going to open up and, uh, are you going to stick your hand in here and uh, and pull the name out here? Is that what we want to do? Let's stir this a little bit, stir it up a little bit. Coulter, are you going to do this? If only, uh, if only Fritz neighbor Kyle Sample were here. Those two guys are... Uh Reds regulars. Yeah, I love well, coming down you here know, with my fellow sports writer writers. Writers can do it. All right, here uh, we I'll go. Do I'll do it. I'll do it. Here we go. We got a ticket winner to go oh, to the uh, University of Oregon Montana football game. Who do we got? Oh, one name. Sully. Sully. Sully was here before. Is he still here? Where is Sully at? Hey, tell Sully to come on down here. That's great. Sully came and talked to us before the show. Sully. And say you've been waiting. So we we got our fr- – come here. Come here, Sully. Oh, this is great. Now you're going to probably have to give him your headset, Coulter, here okay. on this okay. thing. Okay, okay, okay. Now i got to give him the proper radio instructions when he gets on here. You know, he's been in Reds for a minute now. Okay. okay. <laughs> so put that headset on. All right, Sully. You are the winner. How about hold that? On, hold on. Put, put, give them, this give is them. randomness at its truest because Sully came and talked to us right before the show. All right. Put the headset on. Okay. Now, Sully, okay, now we're on the radio now, so we can't be swearing, okay? That's the first That's the first thing. That'll be hard to do. We picked your name right out of this box here. You, my awesome. friend, got tickets to the Montana Grizzly Oregon Duck football game. How's right. that sound? Go Grizz. Pretty good. Yeah, you like that thing? Awesome. Now, were you planning to go to the game? Uh, not really. But, but now, no. well, hey, yeah. heck I, yeah. I, got a, I have a stepdaughter that lives over there. So, big. Have you uh, have you ever uh, uh, been to a game in Eugene? No. You have no, not. Never so this will, be a, this will be the first. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a great one. Congratulations. We'll keep your info here, and we'll get you your tickets. All right, my man? All right. Awesome. Well done. Sully, excellent work. How about that? Sometimes it does work out. Anything else you want to say? You want to talk about left-handed NBA players like you did earlier? Uh, no, no, okay. yet. not yet. Okay, not yet. Yes. I got kinda... a couple more for you after the air. Okay, <laughs> okay, we'll be ready for that. <laughs> okay. Well, Sully, thanks so much. We can we can send you back to your chair now. You can go back in comfort over there, knowing you got a couple of tickets to the Grizz game. Okay. Awesome, guys. All right, Thank congratulations. You.
There you go. It's just that easy. Sully, the big winner of the Grizzly tickets here uh, today. And uh, a week from now, we'll give away another pair of tickets from Paradise Falls. Huh, Coulter? We're going to be down in Paradise Falls next Thursday. Next Thursday, Paradise Falls. The following Thursday at Locals. And then the the final Thursday of August, a couple days before the Grizz open up their season, we'll be at Mm -hmm. Stockman's Bar. How about that? In September, we got uh, Iron Horse. As well as the press box. Yep, so it's going to be. Keep on rolling on. Keep on sending you fine folks to watch the Grizzlies play the Oregon Ducks. It's going to be a great summer. i got to put this somewhere where I won't lose it, like because I always do lose these things. It's uh, pretty good. Coulter, one thing here as we finish up hour number one, we're going to get to Ty Gregorak at the top of the next hour. But we did want to talk about a couple of differences in philosophy that we've seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of... You know, there's a lot of things that are actually somewhat similar. In fact, you'll hear Ty Gregrak reference that about Mon- uh, about Bobby Houck and Jeff Choate. Yes. And there's some things that are quite different or express themselves differently. Yep. yep. But certainly when it comes to the coaching staff, Montana, now Bobby Houck's only into his second year here, so it's not sure. a long history, but every single guy is back at the exact same spot. And we thought especially with, can we say, the veteran status of some of the guys on the coaching staff? <laughs> yes. Maybe there would be some turnover. There was none, whereas Jeff Choate, it has been hot potato and a lot of turnover at, at you know on, on the coaching staff. The only person that is coaching the same position at Montana State as he was coaching when Jeff Choate took the job before 2016 is Byron Hout, the defensive line coach. He will mm. coach the D-line for the fourth straight year. Okay. There's a bunch of other guys that are on the staff that have been on the staff. That are doing, that something, are doing different. something different. Matt yep. Miller has coached wide receivers and now is the offensive coordinator and is coaching quarterbacks. Yep. Daenerys McGee has coached quarterbacks and now is coaching running backs. Brian Armstrong went from O-line to O-C back to O-line. Hout's the, DC, the D-line coach. You got a new linebackers coach in Bobby Daly. You have a new wide receivers coach in uh, Eric Frazier. You have... Kyle Reisinger, who coached the secondary broadly and then safeties and now is coaching corners as well as being the broad secondary coach all at once. B.J. Robertson has coached tight ends. Then he's coached special teams. He's the director of high school operations. Now he's back coaching special teams. Nate Potter is a new tight ends coach. So it's just been completely in flux at Montana State. And I think Jeff Choate, I think Jeff Secure's famous line for the University of Montana men's basketball team is, your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. And I think that this applies to what Choate does at Montana State. I think it is a great strength of Jeff Choate's, the flexibility that he is willing to show with his coaching staff and with his players, finding positions for guys, you know, getting guys on the field, getting his best 11 on the field. But then on the, on the flip side of that, you wonder how does a guy like Troy Anderson develop when he moves positions all the time? He's a special guy, so he's developing just fine. But a guy like Jacob Hadley has played safety, corner, Outside linebacker, Buck. Now he's playing tight end. I mean, the kid's played five positions in college. He's had an injury real career for sure, but also he's just he's never had a chance to develop at one position for more than a season. Right. So there is some give and take. Getting moving guys around is great, but if you do it too much, who knows? Moving coaches around is great, but like t- for the life of me, I can't understand how one of the great quarterbacks in the history of Big Sky Conference, Nares McGee, is coaching running backs. One of the great receivers in the history of Boise State is coaching quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> And then you bring in a new receivers coach. Why aren't you hiring your running backs coach? I'm not sure. I, and I, you know, again, I'm not trying to be the Mr. Second Guesser, but it just seems like sometimes the versatility maybe is a little bit too much tumult for everybody in the program to handle. You look on the other side. You asked Bobby Halk a great question yesterday. You said, "How long do you take to, to evaluate the young players and find the right spots for them?" And it will, will guys be moving around? Freshman, redshirt freshman, and he said, 
hey, you know, a couple freshman guys might be, we might, we might be trying them at a one or two different spots, but retro freshmen, they're there, they're developing at that spot. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a couple guys that they've moved positions, you know, Justin Calhoun from offense to defense, Gavin Crow from well, that's safety unique, to corner. though, when you're taking over a program and you're trying right. to do the things that you want to do and, and, and enact your vision as quickly as possible. Totally. And Bobby Houck, Bobby Houck is, is emphasizing stability, and Jeff yeah. Choate is emphasizing versatility. Right. And I think there's pluses and minuses to both approaches. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, our number one in the books, our number two coming straight at you. We're going to have ourselves a little conversation with Ty Gregor at the ESPN Roundtable right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 